It was at this moment that he knew. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! You are now listening to the world's most popular, inaccurate, and sometimes squirreled retelling of pop culture history. It's Podcast 42 on the Podfix Network. Sunny days sweeping the clouds away. On my way to where the air is Laura, I told you I should drive. Laura always drives. Otherwise, she throws up. Oh, that sounds fun. Well, it's not. And I hate driving. And it's not my fault, you guys. <sighs> you know, Google Maps is so messed up. Hey, look over there. There's a guy or a thing, a green furry thing by the trash can. Ask them, Laura. You, you like furries, remember? Are you crazy? I never said I like furries. <laughs> you are going to flood my emails with all these weird requests, Chris. <laughs> I cannot believe you would say I like furries. You mean more yeah. weird requests than you already get? <laughs> Just really weird requests I won't ever, ever fulfill. Seriously. <laughs> Plus, we don't know this neighborhood, and you want me to ask some creep who appears to actually be living inside that trash can? for directions well yeah seems like he would know the area he's always there (laughs) at least he isn't magenta or orange what difference does that make nothing really except he might have been magenta and concept drawings and orange the first season he most likely only knows the inside of that trash can guys actually i'm still orange If I ever took a bath, you would see this is mold and moss that got stuck on me when I visited Swamp Mushy Muddy. Well, that's interesting and gross. But on this sunny day, we've been sweeping the clouds away. Could you tell us how to get to Sesame Street? Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street? Are you kidding me? Is that some kind of joke? No, it's some kind of podcast. Wait, I know you. You're Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, what's it to you? We're trying to find Sesame to record a show on its history. Well, you almost found it. Now scram! You're upsetting my wormy. Hey, he's a pet worm, guys. This guy's legit. You know what's funny? Is that you asked Oscar the Grouch... How to get to Sesame Street. How to get to Sesame Street. Like the song? Hello? Am I the only one getting the connection? Yeah, I get it. I get it, Sabrina. Trust me. It's engraved. I got it. We all get it. We all get it. I don't understand. All of us get it, but Chris, but that's normal. (laughs) She gets to plug on the computer half the time. (laughs) But, uh, hey, Oscar, do they sell beer on Sesame Street? Definitely not. We're a kids, children's show, all that stuff. Always have been since 1969. And by the way, your little cutesy joke about how to get there. Guess what? That line almost didn't even make it in the song. The producers hated the lyrics to the song. They called it trite and cliche. Isn't that right, Warmy? Weird, because that song is iconic. Well, Bruce Hart wrote the lyrics and almost had to write them again. 
but it was too late. So they went with that Wee Willie Winter Singers to sing it, and, uh, you know, whatever. The rest is history. Sunny, sunny day. Chris, Chris, please don't sing. Yeah, Chris, please don't sing. You know, I also once read that the children's television workshop, none of us want to hear it. Not even Oscar. Oh, boy. Anyways, I once read that the children's television workshop, the company behind the show, used to receive security blankets from all the children that didn't need them anymore, thanks to the show. Yeah. Probably, but all I need is my trash can and my warmy, and I don't need anything else. By the way, I'm going to be featured on an upcoming episode of Hoarders, so be looking for that. The person you need to find is uh, Joan Gantz uh, Clooney. Who's that? That's for me to know and you to find out. Goodbye. She's over there, by the way. Goodbye. I like him. Joan! Oh, hello. Who are you? I'm Laura. Hi! This is Chris, JL, and Sabrina. Are you looking for something? And what's with the microphones? Oh, we're a podcast? Interesting. Doesn't everyone have one of those these days? I thought you podcast types recorded in a dark dark closet somewhere. We're out of beer. So we're on a beer run slash uh, research trip slash uh, mostly beer run. And Oscar the Grouch told us that we should talk to you. Can you tell us how to get to Sesame Street? How to get to well, guess what? I like to guess things. Let me see. Let me see. Um, you're really a man. Ooh, no, no, no. Let me guess. Um, you really like uh, meatball subs. A man turned woman who likes meatball subs. Ooh, good one. Thanks. Guys, let her talk. I'm the co-founder of Sesame Street. Whoa. You founded a street? Wish I could have founded a street. There has to be a way to found a street. There's so many. I'm thinking you just randomly founded them somehow. Makes sense. Oh my goodness, boys. Can we just please focus? I found a street. Seriously, will you stop? I'm just pointing at another <clears throat> street. L- would you stop? L- listen, Joan, how did you found it? Oh, great, now they've got me to it. How did you create... Sesame Street. Well, one day I noticed that my daughter was sitting in front of the TV, but she was just watching the test pattern. That's weird. She was probably talking to a poltergeist. Oh, I wish. Instead, she was waiting for Saturday morning cartoons to come on. At that time, all cartoons really taught was violence. At least the poltergeist would have taught her something. Yeah, like uh, how to live inside a TV and how to make a clown doll strangle your brother. Or how not to build your house on an indigenous people's burial ground. Way to be 2019 on the verbiage jail. Thank you. Practicing. Guys, please, Joan, continue. What happened next? Over the next couple of years, we got funding from the Carnegie Corporation, the Ford Foundation, and the U.S. Department of Education so that we could create a show for kids, but also one that might appeal to adults as well. Like Rick and Morty. No, definitely opposite from Rick and Morty. (laughs) More like Ren and Stimpy. I was thinking CSI, SVU. I wasn't really thinking that, but Sesame Street is about learning letters, so I just threw out a bunch of letters. Okay, then. Well, eventually, Dave Cornell came aboard. He was working on the kids' show Captain Kangaroo. I used to watch the spinoff, Captain Caveman. I'm ignoring you now. And finally, Jim Henson, who had a Muppet named Kermit the Frog that he brought with him. Never heard of him. He has, Joan. He's just being jail. Hi-ho. Kermit the Frog here. Uh, jail. Have you never heard of me? No, I've heard of you, Kermit. Like Laura said, I was just being jail. Kermit, I love you. Don't tell Miss Piggy. Hi, Kermit. We were just discussing Sesame Street. That's where I got my start. I was Sesame Street's 
every frog and also the on-the-scene TV reporter. I remember. You would interrupt with an urgent news flash. Yeah, and you interviewed a London frog while wearing a London fog raincoat in a London fog... fog. You could say I was uh, Sesame Street's first breakout star. So before we went to air, we test screened the show to children. They told us what they liked or didn't like, and also what they learned. And then we just tweaked it from there. Our show was coming out at a good time, too. The government was cracking down on cartoon violence and what children watch. It was determined that the average child watched five to seven hours each weekday and that a lot of what they were watching had up to 20 violent acts in them. Man, she's really harping on that cartoon violence. Back in 1969, a lot of schools did not have preschool or kindergarten. This was a fun way to start a kid's education. Hey, Kermit, can I touch your head? Uh, it's a weird request, but I'll allow it. Ooh, it's so felty. Can I lick it? We also wanted to do the show without commercials. Those toy and sugar cereal commercials were just as bad as the cartoons. I love cereal commercials. Honeycomb's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris, please stop. Please, it's not please stop. Stop. No, no, no. No. Why is it called Sesame Street? To Sesame Street. It was uh, it was going to be called One Two Three Avenue B, but guess what? There's a real address in Manhattan. Go figure. That's crazy. I once read that set designer Charles Rosen based a Sesame Street set on an amalgam of streets in Harlem, the Bronx, and the Upper West Side. Interesting. Where did uh, where did you read that, Sabrina? Oh, on on the back of a Cheez-Its box. The name is actually based on Aladdin. I get it, because all the Muppets wear turbans. No, it's because it's like open sesame, like you're opening up kids' minds. Very good, JL. And all the characters wear turbans. No one wore turbans. Okay, well, all this craziness. I have to go to a meeting. Nice talking to you all. Oh, she's leaving and we're not any closer to finding Sesame Street. On my way. Maybe you can help us, Kermit. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Uh, I did used to work here and all, but, uh, but it's been a while. Uh, let's see. It's the, uh, way, no, uh. Hey, look. Maybe it's, Kermit, there's a bunch of multi-diverse people milling around over here. I once read that because of the diversity of the cast, the show wasn't even aired in some states like Mississippi because yeah, racism. Huh, where'd you read that, Sabrina? Uh, it was on the back of a shampoo bottle. Well, uh, that's weird. Uh, let me introduce you. Uh, that's Gordon, the school teacher, and Bob, the music teacher. I also see uh, Susan, the nurse. Uh, she's married to Gordon, by the way. And there is Lewis, the owner of the fix-it shop, and Mr. Hooper, too. He owns the corner store. Corner stores sell beer. Or they might sell corners. Hello. Uh, hello, Gordon. Uh, we're looking for Sesame Street. Sesame Street? Sesame Street. You never seen a street like Sesame Street? Everything happens here. You're gonna love it. So we're here? Yes. Mr. Hooper, I just want to say that I love your corner store, and I think that the message that you give kids about how the young and the old should talk to each other is inspirational. Why is this strange Muppet talking to me? Oh, it's okay, Mr. Hooper. You'll have to forgive him. He's getting a little senile. He was 69 when, years old when the show started. But wait a minute. That would make him... Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't do the math. Why are you all holding microphones? Are they some kind of new old-fashioned who? Huh? No, we're podcasters. Pod waters? Podcasters, like AM radio, but interesting. I love my radio. I married my radio in 1912, back when it was still legal. Like I said, Mr. Hooper old. <laughs> yeah, like Dr. Who old. Uh, we're looking for research information about the show. Anything interesting you can tell us? Yes. 
Sesame Street was instantly popular when it aired that first year. The big show at the time was Rowan and Martin's Laughing. This show was a variety show with quick bits and quotable catchphrases. Sesame was like that too, only for everyone, whereas Laughing was more for adults. I once heard that Artie Johnson from Laughing guest starred on Sesame Street. It's true. He did a bit on why Q is the laziest letter. Why? Because it can't work without you. Oh, <laughs> I get it. Because I personally can't work without my supply of gummy bears. Truth. Yeah. Now now everyone at work also needs my supply of gummy bears. Now Sesame Street had regular bits too. Like, one of these things is not like the other. One of these things is not like the others. Nicole. And the bad painter who painted numbers where they didn't belong. Like on Nicole. The actor who played the mad painter ended up being the butler on the Jeffersons. I love the Jeffersons. Wheezy, I'm coming to join ya. That was Sanford and son, Honky. <laughs> Elizabeth was Red Fox's wife. Wheezy was George's wife. Oh, yeah. Wasn't Big Bird on the cover of Time magazine that year? Yes, and we had an album out that year, too. It had songs on it like being green, I love trash, and somebody come and play. Don't forget my number one hit, Rubber Ducky. Ernie! Where's Bert? Oh, uh, Bert, Bert's busy. Uh, he'll be by later. He is back in our one-bedroom basement apartment filling out some paperwork to get me on his health insurance. Oh, wait. Like a domestic partner? <laughs> well, not exotic partners. <laughs> Jim Henson helped me sing Rubber Ducky, by the way. It reached all the way to number 16, just under close to you by the Carpenters. And it sold over a million copies. Sesame Street has only been on the air 10 months at this time. So it's a crazy accomplishment. Even Cher couldn't accomplish that. Hi, Vern. Squidward? <laughs> Didn't realize you were, you were on Sesame Street. The part of Bert will now be played by Laura. Guess what, guys? Bert's still busy filling out paperwork. <laughs> Even Cher couldn't accomplish that. Hi, Bert. Oh, uh, hey, Bert. Did you get everything done that you had to do? Most of it. Don't forget, we have tickets to Hedwig and the Angry Inch tonight, so don't spend all day in the bath. I like it when Bert interrupts my baths. That's uh quite an interesting choice of musicals, guys. Oh, uh, Bert picked it. I wanted to see Rent. <laughs> Guys, it's the yip yips. These guys make me happy. Hi. Yip 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 yip. Hi. Yip yip yip. Hi. Yip 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 yip. Hi. Hi. They don't make me happy anymore. I don't like them. Did anyone else notice that these buildings are not really buildings? They're just fronts. Oh, they be fronting. Hey, look over there. It's Big Bird and Mr. Snuffleupagus. Hey, JL. Big Bird just said, hey, JL. Hey, JL. Mr. Snuffleupagus just... We get it. Mr. Snuffleupagus just said hi. I, I have to know. You two are so big. Um, How do you work? You can't ask that. Yeah, JL, that's rude. How would you like it if Big Bird asked you how you work? Well, JL doesn't have a hand up his butt, so... Not until I'm dead. Well, Big Bird also doesn't have a hand up his butt, so... Yeah. It's okay. I'm eight foot two, so I'm a pretty impressive Muppet. Now you are, but the first season, your feathers looked a little rough. Yes, but everyone has an origin story. Big Bird was based off a fire-breathing dragon for the company LaChoy. I'm a woolly mammoth, by the way, not that you asked. 
you probably can't see me. That was my bit. Adults can't see me unless they're drunk. For years, everyone thought I was just Big Bird's imaginary friend. I used to have yellow eyes, too. Uh, we can see you, Snuffy. Are you drunk, Sabrina? That's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) There, buddy. But, uh, no. (laughs) Not yet. We're still looking for that beer. But, remember, you were seen not only by the cast, but by Phil Donahue and George Stephanopoulos. Sesame Street, after a while, thought that sent the wrong message about Big Bird telling the truth about his friend. And so this was to teach children to to always tell adults everything, especially serious incidents. So Mr. Snuffleupagus was revealed to be real. Oh, yes. Okay, great. But how does Big Bird work? Strings, wires, robot parts, witches, duct tape? Witches is the only thing that can explain this. I think so, too. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Legit. Actually, the puppeteer puts on pants that look like my legs and then my massive head. Hey, speaking of massive heads, JL, are you happy now? <laughs> speaking <laughs> of massive heads, I am. Anyway, my body is lifted over the puppeteer and is strapped into a supportive harness. His right hand then reaches into my head and controls my mouth. A small trigger is connected to the pinky finger on his right hand to control Big Bird's eyelids. My left arm is a large glove controlled by the operator's left arm. To move my right arm, there is a small monofilament wire that runs through and across my body and attached to my other arm. I once read on the back of a coupon for a Vicks Vapor Rub that there's a monitor strap to the puppeteer to help him see. That's impressive. Thanks. No. <laughs> no. no. Not I you, can say Sabrina. thanks too, damn it. Your I'm useless impressive. knowledge of labels <laughs> is mediocre at best. Yeah, tell her, Big Bird. I have a monitor that's impressive (laughs) you're welcome and thank you (laughs) whatever we have a question for you jl shoot some bad kids left this cooler here and it has kansas soda in it but it doesn't taste like soda it tastes weird let me see that it's beer it's not soda tell us more about this beer not that we condone drinking beer although many people have accused me of it because of mr snuff Love, I guess. JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you drink. It's cooler than you drink. Yeah. All right. Let's see this beer. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> it's Funky Buddha. It's their Mixology series. It's their White Sangria. It's got a nice 9.5 ABV. Looks pretty good. I'm going to give the label a one. Well, it looks like all the other Mixology ones just with a sangria glass on it. What are the other Mixology ones we've done so far? Margarita Goza, Manhattan Rye, and um, what was the other one? I thought there was only two. No, we did three. Now we could look it up on the website. Yeah. Yeah. But I know uh, Margarita Goza and Manhattan Rye. Yes. Was it? Okay. No, this was the third one. Yeah, this is the third one. I thought there was four total. There are. Yeah, so this would be the third one, and then the um, Coquito is the next one. Okay. All right. All right. So stay tuned until we find Sesame Street. At the very end of the show, we'll give you the rating on the beer. 
Uh, one through six is our rating system, one being the worst, six being the best. It's based on a six-pack. This system makes sense to everybody but one lone Canadian. All right, but did that make sense to Big Bird and Snuffleupagus? Probably not. Oh, well, let's find out. On my way to where the air is sweet. Hey, wait a minute. Where did Big Bird and Mr. Snuffleupagus go? Cookie. Not after beer, now. No, JL, it's Cookie Monster. He wants a cookie. Can I touch your head? Sure, for cookie. I don't have a cookie. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. Cookie Monster will also take Xbox Game Pass. X is for Xbox. That's sure expensive for me. I have a cookie. Don't don't ask. Just nom 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 nom. Now you touch my head. Ooh, it's felty. I like it. Can I lick it? Go figure. Just like the last one. I think they're all felty, Laura. You don't know that. Cookie Monster is Muppet. All Muppets are soft. Unlike humans. Humans are hard and stressed. Me eat more cookies. Nom 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 nom. Hey, Cookie Monster. I thought you turned into Veggie Monster, and now you only eat veggies. Nom nom. Cookie Monster still like cookies. Just not only cookies. Cookie Monster expand palate to veggies. Just not Brussels sprouts. Sesame Street. I'm back. Meeting is over. How's it going so far? Learning anything? Yeah, this place is great. They are so clear here. And you guys are fun. I like you guys. <laughs> you guys are fun. I like you guys. I like talking to the Muppets. It's funny that you say that because originally in the first season, the Muppet characters and the human characters did not interact at all. After <laughs> test screenings, we found out that children were more interested in animated and Muppet segments than any time the adults appeared on the show. I, I feel that feels kind of obvious. Well, Part of the problem was that adult dialogue was tedious and long, and the Muppets and animated segments were quick and fun. So to fix this, we combined the real people with the Muppets. The Muppets became part of the townsfolk. I see Grover over there. Oh, I want to lick him. I want to interact with him. Neither of you should lick him. Hi, Grover. Um, what can you tell me about the history of Sesame Street? Did you know the children's television workshop was approached by producers, educators, and officials in other nations requesting that a version of the show be aired? I don't know what's so funny, Sabrina. <laughs> In their countries. So the show would be near and far. <laughs> near and far. Near and far. I once read that depending on the country's needs and resources, different versions were produced, including dubbed versions of the original show. By 2016, 39 different versions were created and produced, each with its own Muppet. Where did you read that? On the back of a Chipotle cup. Well, I once read all the different burrito combinations on the back of a Chipotle cup. Sabrina, there in your face. That's very weird. Near and far. Grover, you've already said that. Well, this is all Chris practice for his impersonation of me. Very true. Okay, then. Well, I would like to go meet Elmo. On my way. Elmo would like to meet you too, Laura. Uh, can I touch your head? <laughs> Elmo would like that. Ha ha ha. That tickle. Hey, guys. I just tickled me, Elmo. Can I like you? No. What? Are you a pirate now? Oh, I see. It's okay for you to throw in the pirate joke now, but when I wanted to put in a pirate joke in Doctor Who, you were all like, mm, no, no pirate joke. Elmo says don't fight. And Laura, you should never lick your friends. That's just weird. <laughs> Elmo heard all the times you asked. Elmo is glad you never did. Elmo said, look at me, fish. Dorothy, Dorothy's women are fishbowl. Oh, no! 
Oh no, what's wrong, Elmo? What's wrong with Dorothy? Do I need a liquor? Dorothy's fishbowl is full of scraps of paper! Yeah, that kind of happens to fishbowls whenever JL comes around. Uh, it's a skill. Those scraps of paper are called fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts. Elmo's sad! What do we do? Well, don't be sad, Elmo. All we have to do is pick out one of the scraps of paper and read them. Elmo don't understand! It's easy. Here, let me show you. Fishbowl fact number one. In 2002, the South African version of the program, Takalini Sesame, introduced a five-year-old Muppet character named Cammy, who is HIV positive, in order to help children living with the stigma of a disease. I bet you're glad you picked that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Elmo think fishbowl effects are fun! <laughs> no, you should have not put that one in there for me to grab first. <laughs> Gotta love those random fishbowl bags. <laughs> you guys are so unprofessional. <laughs> Near and far. Yes, Grover, we get it. What'd you pick, Elmo? Was it as fun as the last fact? I hope so. These fishbowl bags are fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elmo, try. Fishbowl fact number two. Ever since Ernie and Sesame Street, rubber ducks tend to have a much more uniform shape and size. It set the standard for today's modern rubber duck. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Now everybody try. Fishbowl fact number three. Kermit the Frog hosted The Tonight Show in 1979. Fishbowl fact number four. The first episode on November 10th, 1969 was sponsored by the letters W, S, and E and the numbers two and three. Fishbowl fact number five. Not everyone was thrilled with Sesame Street's format. Some critics argued that it catered to children's short attention spans. Fishbowl fact number six. Since its inception, over 74 million Americans have watched Sesame Street. Today, an estimated 8 million people tune into the show each week in the U.S. alone. Fishbowl fact number seven. Bert and Ernie were extensions, extensions of the personalities of Jim Henson, who played Ernie, and his closest collaborator, Frank Oz, who played Bert. Fishbowl fact number eight. In 1983, producers won an Emmy for having the real-life characters explain the death of Mr. Hooper to Big Bird. Mr. Hooper had been played by Will Lee. Fishbowl fact number nine. Mr. Snuffleupagus's first name is What is that? Can you speak that in the microphone? I can't Aluminum. Alloys. Here, you want to try? A-L-O-Y-S-I-U-S. Mr. Alosius. Alosius. That sounds pretty close. Oh, that might be good. That's Mr. Snuffleupagus's first name. Aloysius. Aloysius. And that's why he goes by yeah. Mr. Snuffleupagus. <laughs> Aloysius. Fishbowl fact number 10. Big Bird has amazingly been played by Carol Spiney since 1969 and all the way up until 2018. I met him. Really? Yes. Did you lick him? I did. <laughs> In the costume or out of the costume? Uh, he was out of the costume. Okay. How'd you recognize him? Um, he had a big sign that said he was Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good question, though. <laughs> if he did not have that big sign that said he was Big Bird, no, I'd have no idea. And then since it is audio, I am pointing to the big, pointing sign. To the big sign above my head that the says Big Bird. The imaginary big sign above yeah. your head. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay, don't take fishbowl clean. I'm all happy. I'm all going now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Yep, yep. Oh my god, can you guys go bother someone else? Don't you have anything better to do? Yep, 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 nope. Yep, 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 nope. Nope.
Nope. Yep, yep, nope. Oh, nope, look, wait, guys. Nope, I nope. see the yep, cow yep, yep, over yep, there. Yep. Let's go lick him. Laura. I mean, let's go touch his head. No, Laura. Fine, let's go meet him like normal, boring people. To where the air is sweet. Ah, podcasters. I love to hypnotize podcasters. I thought you didn't hypnotize people anymore. Not after you did that to Bert and Ernie. Ah, yes. I count now. I will count you podcasters. Let's see. One podcasters. Two podcasters. Three podcasters. And ah, uh, yes. Four podcasters. Four podcasters. Ah, 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 ah. Hey, guys. I was discounted by the count. Let me play my organ for you. He's going to play his what for us? Jail, stop. This is a kid's show. He said it, not me. You know, I once read on a bumper sticker that the count was played by Jerry Nelson from 1972 until his death in 2012. And the count was distantly related to Countess Darling Von Darling. You know, that was a mighty big bumper sticker you read there. <laughs> it was on the back of a Suburban. My bats are late, and I must count something else. But what to count? We haven't worked in our pop quiz yet, if you want to count that. It has numbers in it. Yes, I will count the pop quiz. One. One pop quiz. Ah, ah, ah. That was really good count, but not what I had in mind. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Maybe I can help. This is Guy Smiley, your host of the pop quiz. This is more like it. This pop quiz is called, Do You Think the Count's Days Are Numbered? Or, Big Bird could not hang out with the Sesame Street gang because he was ostrich-sized. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is five general knowledge facts on Sesame Street in order of the easiest to the hardest to test your knowledge. Score one point for each correct answer. Everybody ready? You got your pens, your papers, and your scented erasers? Yeah! Good, I don't care. When trouble <laughs> arises! Question number one, when trouble arises, who does Grover turn into? <laughs> Question number two, what is the name of Elmo's pet? Question number two, what is the name of Elmo's pet? If you get this one wrong, <laughs> you're an idiot! <laughs> I'm an idiot! <laughs> You are Elmo! <laughs> oh my god! I found it. I remember. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Question number three. What kind of bird is Bert fascinated with for question number three? It's a bird. What kind of bird? I like this pop quiz so far. Right? Now that you've jinxed us, we won't know the rest of them. I didn't expect you. They're supposed to be the hardest. Thanks a lot, Jail. We're That's getting there for question number four. What are the little creatures who live in Ernie's windowsill flower box called? Thanks question a lot, Jail. What are the little creatures who live in Ernie's windowsill flower box called? And finally, question number five. The hardest of the hearts. Thank you. Thank you. Who sang the original song that accompanies the pin number? Uh, whoa, here we go again. Thank you. <laughs> Question number five. Who sang the original song that accompanies the pinball number count insert featuring an animation of a pinball careening through different dreamscapes? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve. It's almost as good as I was going to put. All right, <laughs> pencils down. Thank you, thank you. It's time the for pop quiz. One of two answers I'm going to put. That was my other answer. <laughs> There's no cheating. Oh, we're not oh, cheating. We're not cheating. <laughs> no cheating on Sesame Street. 
<laughs> Question number one. When trouble arises, who does Grover turn into? Laura. Super Grover. JL. Super Grover. Sabrina. Super Grover. Very good. Score of one point for everybody. Question number two. What's the name of Elmo's pet? JL. Dorothy. Sabrina. Dorothy. Laura. Dorothy. Very good. No points for everyone. <laughs> Woo! Question number three. What kind of bird is Bert fascinated with? Sabrina. Pigeons. JL. Pigeons. Laura. Ernie. <laughs> Laura, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Ernie is not a bird. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I might be, Guy Smiley. <laughs> Birds do not have uh, horizontal mohawks. Okay. <laughs> Question number four. More of a fishbowl cut. <laughs> Question number four. What are the little creatures who live in Ernie's windowsill flower box called Laura? Yep, yep. Yep, 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 No. JL. Fraggles. Oh, very good. Sabrina. Bugs. You are the closest, Sabrina. They're actually called twiddle bugs. Nobody gets a point. And question number five. Who sang the original song that accompanies the pinball number count insert featuring an animation of a pinball careening through different dreamscapes? JL. Elton John. <laughs> Weird. Laura. Nirvana. Even weirder. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's my Kirk Cobain. <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> Who? Sabrina. Who? <laughs> Are you saying The Who? Yeah. As in the band The Who? Yeah. It is The Pointer Sisters. Oh. The Pointer Sisters. That must have been after it was raining, men. Mm. Oh, no. That was The Weather Girls. That was The Weather Girls. Yes. <laughs> By the way, sources for this script are Wikipedia, Life Magazine, New York Magazine, Behind the Music featuring Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> and History. Come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is Guy Smiley, and we will see you next time. That was fun. You know who we haven't talked to? Jim Henson. He had a big part in this. We can talk to Jim Henson, but not too much. We've already covered the Muppet Show previously, and he'll probably get his own episode anyway at some point. Because he's amazing. That's fine. I died in 1990, so I don't have much to say. My Muppets help make kids interesting in learning. I've always enjoyed puppeteering. The show, Kukla, Bran, and Ollie inspired me when I was a little boy. Well, it's an honor to meet you, Jim Henson. Can I touch you? No. Head? I, um, I read that Kermit's eyes were ping pong balls and that Kermit's body was made from your mother's coat. Where did you read that? On a mattress tag, read into the words, do not remove. Well, you're right. The Muppets were originally used in commercials for companies like Purina Dog Chow, and actually, Rolf the Dog was one of my first Muppet stars. Some of these original Muppets' names and likenesses were exchanged for Sesame Street. Take, for example, Cookie Monster. He was the wheel stealer. Wheels were a cheesy cracker made by General Foods. I read that the wheel stealer commercial never aired, but the character was used in an IBM training video and a Frito-Lay commercial. Where did you read that? In a magazine. Hold up. You've garnished all these random Sesame Streets from weird and unusual places, but this one was in a magazine? Yeah, it was a German magazine. Verstaffisch. You read German? No, but I like the pictures. They're in German, too. Gotcha. Another beer, please. Uh, anyway, didn't um, didn't Sesame Street nearly get canceled? Yeah, Joan here again, just in case you guys forgot me. Um, oh, wait, you did kind of forget about me. 
Anyways, yes, Sesame Street nearly went out of business. The show turned to HBO for a multi-million dollar boost. We left our original home on PBS in 2015 after plunging into a $11 million loss. Yeah, just be glad the Game of Thrones guys didn't take over. That's an odd and disturbing thing to say. I know you have been talking to some of the more famous characters, actors, and people behind Sesame Street, but there are more unsung heroes. Like Lloyd Morissette, who came up with the idea of having bits sung to help teach children retention. And John Stone, who helped create many Muppets and brought Jim Henson on board. What? I read it somewhere. Well, there was also Joe Raposo, who not only wrote the Sesame Street theme song, but also many other Sesame Street songs. The Electric Company theme song and the Three's Company theme song. Come and knock on my door. Chris. We've been waiting for you. Chris. Where the kisses are yours and yours and his. You guys, you know what? You two should never sing. And you too, Sabrina. (laughs) You know, I tell them that all the time, Joan. They need to stop singing. (laughs) We have also had many Hollywood stars appear on the show. This helped keep us relevant with the passing decades. Some people who have appeared are Amy Adams, Adam Sandler, Will Arnett, Backstreet Boys, Ryan Reynolds, Jimmy Fallon, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. There have been many more, though. I'm glad we found it. This was fun. I learned a lot, including that those who watched Sesame Street in their preschool years did better in school and work as they got older. I learned what Muppets taste like. Gross. (laughs) Felty. Yeah, you did. Well, to end this, I thought I would share that my granddaughter's first words were Big Bird. It really brings my career around full circle. Elmo had fun with Podcast 42 today. Uh, We had fun with you too, Elmo. I love Sesame Street. Snuffleupagus. It's my spirit animal. Elmo glad. Oh, Elmo almost forgot. Today's episode was brought to you by the letter P. P for pop-up film cast and the number two for two girls on a bench. I see Elmo's not above shameless plugs. Elmo need to make that bread and butter too, yo. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Elmo say bye. Yep, 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 yep. Bye. Yep, 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 yep. Bye. 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 <laughs> if you murder a Muppet, do you go to jail? <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street? Well, let's see what you guys have to say. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> But it's easier to cut the coughs out when nobody's talking. Okay. Oh, I thought there was a loop there. Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> what was going on. Well, let's see what you guys have to say on social media. On Facebook, Anna, she says, I used to love it, still do. My mom used to tell me it was the only show that would keep me focused. Kermit, Grover, and the Cookie Monster were always my favorite. Grover's my favorite, too. <laughs> Snuffleupagus is my spirit animal. Is he? <laughs> Tatch says Guy Smiley was hilarious LOL He's even hilarious let's, When you uh, have to impersonate him I say, Let's see if that still holds true After this episode <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's Researching it It's amazing How many voices Jim Henson did And now I can hear As a kid They all seem very distinct But as an adult I can now I can now hear Jim Henson In all of them So yeah. I thought that was Kind of cool for me. What I was going to say, it's definitely one of those things, too, that when you actually, when you listen to Jim Henson speak, you can hear all of those characters in his, like, natural speaking voice. Yeah. 
Just like you can hear a guy smiling in my natural speaking voice. <laughs> yeah, you always sound so excited when you talk. I guess it's more like you can hear Snuffleupagus in my natural speaking voice. That I'll agree <laughs> with. Probably. You know what I hear in Laura's? Yip yips. Yip yips. <laughs> <laughs> Sue says, it's Sesame Street is iconic. <laughs> Favorite character? The Count, of course. The show recently has been, even implemented characters with special circumstances such as autism, showing kids it's okay to be different, approach those who are, and ask questions. Very educational and emphatic program. Also, they make fun fishbowl facts. (laughs) (laughs) These facts are fun. (laughs) These facts are so fun. These facts are fun! (laughs) Yay! The only person not laughing at that segment? Jail. (laughs) I kept a straight face. (laughs) Other Sue says, I like the guy selling the illegal letter S's. (laughs) I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Hey, you want to buy an S? You want to buy an S over here? <laughs> On Twitter, Serena says, My favorite was Oscar. And I had a recurring childhood nightmare about Guy Smiley. <laughs> so is Chris at the end of this episode. Yeah. Serena says, My favorite was Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a recurring child nightmare about Guy Smiley. <laughs> so is Chris at the end of this episode. Yep. So thanks for the yep, photo yep, terror. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> She's talking about we... Uh, Put photos up for uh, all the Muppets up for get your responses on Facebook and Twitter. We did? We did. The <laughs> Podcast Discovery Show says, love Bert and Ernie and also loved Cookie Monster. Oh. Yeah, Bert and Ernie were always some of my favorites. I get my personality from Oscar and my sense of moderation with everything I do from Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> I like the segment where they got the, the kids to talk to the Muppet. Yeah. And it was completely unscripted. I remember one of the kids was po- well, kind of like Laura in the script was like poking <laughs> at uh, Kermit, Kermit trying to take his eyes off and stuff. Because he's felty. But he didn't lick him. No. Maybe he did. And they, <laughs> they just did not they, hear that. Uh, they edited that part out. Oh, did we get any calls? We did get calls. We sure did. Hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of shameless plugs, we got Cookie Monster to call in. Cookie Monster to call in. Cookie Monster. All right, we got phone calls. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, a lot of people want to talk about Sesame Street. We got twelve phone calls, so we're just wow. gonna we're just gonna blast through one after the Perfect. other. Perfect. Okay. never disappoints yeah we don't have any other phone calls I lied. <laughs> mm. <laughs> unlike you chris you disappoint a lot you <laughs> <laughs> guys are fun you know that could be my one of my favorite brooder calls yet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where's that uh, on my uh, way <laughs> <laughs> gravity beard <laughs> um well, why don't we revisit the beer cooler? Yeah, hello, cooler. 
never run away, never run away. Gray ever color, never run away, never run away. Gray ever color, boom. Perfect. Okay. All right, JL, remind us, what are we drinking? Hold on, I'm drinking. We got Funky Buddha's Mixology Series. They're nice white sangria. I think I'm going to start this week. Go ahead. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what to think the first couple sips. It has that thing that I hate with the lingering aftertaste. But overall, I'm, I'm on the fence about this one. I kind of like it in a lot of respects. And I kind of don't like it on other respects. It's sweet like white sangria. Um, I think the white sangria overshadows the beer taste, so you get that first pop of a like a white sangria taste, and then it finishes with a beer aftertaste. So I think that's what's kind of messing me up. But I am going to go somewhat high, and I'm going to give this one a four. It's not as good as the Manhattan. I think the Manhattan has been the best one we've had. Agreed. And the watermelon one, I don't. I don't think Wait. I like that one. You didn't I have didn't. the margarita. I didn't think. Did you not no. have the Manhattan either? Nope. This is your first mixology one. Yeah. Oh really? Well, it is. I'll go. You gave it a four, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 confusing me. It, it confuses me on the palate, but I I wouldn't turn it down if someone put it in my hand. Well, my initial first taste sip of it was that it tastes like dirty feet smells. Um, yeah. Wait a minute. That's two senses it's, at <laughs> once. Yeah, it was. It tastes like dirty feet smells. Yeah. Yeah. Like how you would, when you smell dirty feet, that's what I would assume it would taste like is this, is this bottle of, of beer. I did not care for it. I would actually rather have an IPA. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. It, this was. Dun, dun, dun. If somebody said, hey, do you want this highlight or do you want this funky Buddha white sangria? I'd take the highlight. Wow, she learned a lot on Sesame Street. Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street? Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan at all, so I'm going to give it a one. But is it is the one only because of the dirty feet? Like, I just, I don't like the taste. But you don't like sweet. I don't, maybe that's, what. maybe it's too sweet for me. I don't know. I don't, like every, like I've, I mean, I've had quite a few sips of it in hopes that it would turn around, but it hasn't. Turn around every now and then. I would have been singing too, except I was internally belching. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was your number again? I'm sorry. I'm going to give it a one because that's the lowest that you can give it. You can can go lower. I've gone lower. lower. All right. I'm going to give it a zero. We told her she couldn't go lower last time. I, I know. Think we did. No, you all told me I couldn't. Okay. I wanted to give it a zero. And I said didn't. It's one to six. I didn't. I didn't tell you you couldn't. I would never do that. Well, you're newest to the show, so you you can't be doing that now. I can do what I want, Jail. No. Yeah, we do what we, we want, Jail. Do what is we're independent free drinkers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I ran on the back of a beer label. <laughs> that the rating is still one to six. Uh, zero is not acceptable. Okay, so one. I'll, I'll allow half. Fine, I give it a half. I'm good with that. That's actually legitimately what I had to drink today out but, of it. See, there you go. Half is probably the lowest that it should ever go. It's jail segment, so it's his rules. Sabrina, what do you think? Um, I enjoyed it. 
<laughs> I, I had a big surprise there. I enjoyed it. You guys are fun. You guys are fun. Um, I, you can I age it up to twelve months. Apparently, I'm finally now just reading the label. <laughs> you got that sangria taste. I got more peaches than probably anything. Peaches for free. Peaches. peaches. Yep. Peaches. They, you know, they, they, me. they come in a can. They do. They're they were put, put there, there by, by a man, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a factory downtown. Downtown. Right. <laughs> um, I, I'd probably give it a five. Mm. I could do at least five of these. Um, the sweetness is probably what's holding me back from a six. Um, it is on the sweeter side. Um, it does have a bit of an aftertaste, but like I said, I get more peaches in that aftertaste than anything. I think they would have been better to do a red sangria, but that might just be my personal opinion. Then I would, I would totally like view it as like a red ale or something like yeah. that that would probably be a good way to do it yeah that's what i'm thinking i don't know why i think white sangria is suddenly in and it white sangria should not be in well i think with white sangria you can do those more of those like um it's better to blend. it's a summer it's a better blend it should be lighter fruitier yeah it should blend better you know those those summer fruits in there with peaches and apples and heading yeah, into fall. i don't know but yeah so five five all right, beer master. I like it. It's good. It does have that lingering aftertaste, but overall, I don't think the flavor is too overwhelming on the palate. It gets, uh, it's pretty smooth. Uh, good drinkability. I think the white sangria works better than the red, just for the blending purposes. Mm, okay. But it's, I'm not saying they couldn't do it with a red, but I think it would have to be like a red ale, like where you would have to have it like a Killian's or yeah, something like that. Killian's. But overall, I think this is a very good beer. Great drinkability. Would totally give it a, get it again. I'd probably give it a six. All right. Awesome. Funky Buddha does not disappoint. Funky Buddha is Florida beer, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Fort Lauderdale, I believe. From where I'm from. Oakland Park. Oakland Park, Florida. It's Oakland Park. My grandma's apartment that I would go and have slumber parties and sleepovers in my grandma was behind where Funky Buddha is now. Well, I'm oh. sure they're glad of your endorsement of it tastes like feet then. <laughs> this is actually the first. It brought back memories of that apartment. <laughs> That's right. No, this is the first funky Buddha beer I did not like. So not all of them can be winners to I'm really everybody. Upset that I missed the margarita one. You should be more upset you missed the Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, the Manhattan was really good. Manhattan so let's was do a good. Revisit. <laughs> I don't know if they're it's around. Gone. Yeah, uh, there's still a margarita one in the cooler. Yeah, margarita oh. ones in the cooler. But the Manhattan one was the first one we did. And is it still available in the stores? No. no. Now, this is a limited edition. Limited edition. If you're listening to this show, you got to get it now. Unless you're listening Run to the show in the it. future, then you can't get it now. If cool. you listen to this show in the past, that's really weird. I want to know how you did that. But yeah, the Manhattan one was <laughs> the best. Good flavor. Near. So good. Knock Four. <laughs> Near. Four. <laughs> All right. Well, where can you find us, Sabrina? Uh, you can find us on Facebook under the official Podcast 42 Facebook page. Um, we have a lot of fun posts on there, some funny content. Uh, we accept everyone. So just come on in and um, give us Even a Even like. Muppets. Even Muppets. Um, <laughs> Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Emma, get to be on show! Yay! Podcast crew! No licky. Felty. Licky. Hi there. Hey ho. Um, you can also find us. Uh, we've got a Patreon page, um, Podcast 42. We would love it if you'd come on there and be a Patreon. 
That'd be great. Throw yeah, a couple dollars our server way. space. So if you want to yeah. get any old episodes, they're slowly disappearing. They that they and are going to Patreon. That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, you can. Hey, you know. You know what you should put on Patreon? Pink Floyd. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know how much money that Pink Floyd episode has made us? But Two dollars and twelve cents. But if they had to, hey. if they had to subscribe to hear it, <laughs> nobody would ever listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just try to get subscribers, guys. Come on. It's yeah. better free. Um. But yeah, come on and be a Patreon. We we need the help. <laughs> Um, three dollars a month will get you a lot of content. Um, all of our outtakes, which this episode will have quite a few, so check it out. It's um, only a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Speaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, um, anywhere you can find a podcast. iHeart Music iHeartRadio, whatever it's called. They pay us now. Just iHeart. iHeart. iHeart the show. Um, we're part of the Podfix Network. You can check out our webpage. It's podcast42show.wordpress.com. Um, on there, we have a listing of all of the episodes, our beer ratings, um, all of that fun stuff. Um, you can email us at podcast42show at gmail.com. We would love to have your emails. Um, we generally read those on our bonus episodes and check those out. Um, answer some fun questions for you. And, of course, you can call or text. It's 321-285-5512. And if you don't want uh, us to play your voicemail message, that's fine. You can text us as well at the same number. Um, ask any questions that you may have. Or, of course, you can post them on our podcast, our um, Facebook page. Um, our artwork, we do have some new artwork, if you've noticed, for our Podcast 42 theme. Logo. 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 There we go. That's, <laughs> there's the word I was looking for. I and that is... on the back of a, a porno magazine <laughs> about logos. About, yeah. I, yeah. Well, you know. That's where I get my information from. Yeah. Um, that was from, my favorite bit of the script. <laughs> <laughs> from a build lily. Um... Uh, so our artwork is done by Cute Panda. You can find Cute Panda for commissions on Facebook. And, of course, our theme music um, is by Cremo. You can find more music on Cremo.net. I get my information from some dude in a McDonald's drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> Grill nuts. Oh, for Cute Panda, you may want to look up on Facebook under My Nerd Nursery. Um, that is her her project she is doing right now. It's called My Nerd Nursery. It's pretty cool. She... Um, does a lot of more cutesy kind of nursery themed like artwork now and she also will do some party ideas like cupcake toppers and things like that that you can also get through her she's doing a lot right now with that this nice. month's theme she does themes every month this month's theme is the labyrinth okay that's great Ooh. but she didn't pay for any promotional space um she did your artwork so i will support her but you bought that so you already supported her <laughs> Point. Did I rate the bubbly? <laughs> <laughs> it's the mango bubbly. I rated a seven out of six. Hmm. <laughs> Cute panda and Cremo. Check him out on Facebook. <laughs> Cremo's on Facebook? He sure is. In I fact, really he just won. need to pay attention won. more in that segment. Yeah. He even won a I'm Usually thinking about my next highlight. Always. I'm almost empty. It's the official beer of Podcast 42. 
All right. Well, that's it for Sesame Street. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. I'm Gail Trost. I'm Laura. Bye. Yep, 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 All celebrity voices have been impersonated poorly. All conversations may or may not be 100% accurate as well. We have attempted to provide you with the facts as best to our knowledge with the help of a case of fear, some old man that tells stories down by the river, Wikipedia, and old homemade YouTube documentaries. Do not use anything you heard in this show to write a book report with. You will get a bad grade. A really 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 bad grade. Just like all of our hosts did when they were in school. Music was provided by Kramo. You can find more of his tunes at Kramo.com. This has been a Podcast 42 production. discovered wheels. You know, these wheel-shaped cheese-flavored snacks that taste so... Mmm. Cheese-flavored. Anyhow, I was fixing a tray of wheels when suddenly I saw a wheel stealer. I am a wheel stealer. <laughs> and he ate up all my wheels. So then I fixed a tray of flutes. These flute-shaped snacks with a butternut flavor. But when I turned my back, a flute snatcher got them. The flute snatcher strikes again. So then I bought crowns, crown-shaped snacks with the scrumptious corn-roasted flavor, and I was enjoying their corny crunchiness when I realized the character on the TV screen was, in reality, a crown grabber. Crowns! So that's it, friends. When you eat wheels, flutes, and crowns, you're gonna meet wheel stealers, flute snatchers, and crown grabbers. But beware, they're very sneaky and have all kinds of disguises. Why, there may be some in your house right now.